In Parshas Kisavai, the Torah gives us the mitzvah of Bekurim. After its Yisrael was conquered and divided, the Jewish farmers were given a special commandment. You shall take the first fruits of the harvest up to the Beis HaMikdash. Then the Pasuk gives this farmer a very strange command. And you shall rejoice with all the goodness that Hashem gave you. And the question is, how can the Torah obligate someone to be happy? Happiness is an emotion. Being happy and joyful is a natural instinct. So how can the Torah command someone with the mitzvah? Either you're intuitively happy or not. It's not something that we can demand of someone. And the answer is, the Torah is teaching us a fundamental lesson in life. Happiness is not an emotion. It's a decision. Being happy and content is solely up to you. If you focus on what you have, rather than what you don't have, that will make you happy. Be happy with what Hashem gave you. Don't think about your friend's ultra-successful business or his big beautiful house or your neighbor's self-driving car. Focus on all the blessings that you have in your life. Rav Gifta has a beautiful insight on the mitzvah of Bakurim. He asks, why is it specifically said here by Bakurim that we are obligated to be happy? Why when you blow the shofar doesn't it say that you have to be happy? When you take the lulav or when we eat matzah on Pesach, over there the Torah doesn't command us to be happy. Why specifically here by Bakurim? Says Reb Gifter, a farmer worked hard all winter. He plowed, he planted, he toiled, he harvested. Finally the day arrives when he can bring up those precious first fruits to the Baisa Mikdash. He selects his nicest basket. He places those first fruits inside that basket. With joy and happiness and a sense of pride, he brings his produce up to the kayan. Then he looks over at his neighbor's basket and he sees these luscious, succulent fruits, double in size, pouring out of his basket. Now all of a sudden, all that excitement that he had turns into animosity and resentment. He feels so pathetic and miserable and inadequate. So the Torah tells him, Be happy with what you have in your basket. Be satisfied and content with your possessions and your lot in life. The last mitzvah of the Seres Adibris is Loisachmoit. The Torah says, Don't covet your neighbor's house or your neighbor's wife, his maidservant, his axe, his donkey. Then the posse concludes, And all that belongs to your friend. The Torah already listed everything that you could possibly covet. His house, his car, his family, his business. So why is v'choyl echa necessary? It seems redundant. And the Satmar Rebbe says something very powerful. It's coming to answer a very fundamental question. How can the Torah command me not to be envious? Jealousy and envy is an emotion. We see someone's nice summer home and his private pool and we also want one. We see our neighbor pulling up with the latest model Tesla and we automatically covet it. So how can we control these emotions? Comes along the Torah and adds, V'choyl asha to teach us how to prevent jealousy towards a friend. The Torah tells you, V'choyl, look at the entire picture. Look at everything in their life. Nobody's life is perfect. If he has material wealth, then you might have issues with Shalom bias. If he has a wonderful family, he might have some health issues. Everyone has their own peckle in life. Nobody has the ideal life. Everyone has their source of pain and anguish. As apparent as it may seem that this person has it made, we don't know the whole story. 
You may look at your neighbor's spouse and see how amazing they are. And you think, wow, I wish I had a spouse like that. Or you might look at your neighbor's house and say, 10 bedrooms, an outdoor and an indoor pool? They're truly living the life. Or you may look at his business and his wonderful children and think, life is really good for them. I wish I had such a business or such naches for my children. Says the Pasik, Koil You can't cherry pick your friend's life. If you want one part of his life, you'll have to take the entire package. And we don't ever know what is really going on in our friend's lives. It can look rosy from the outside, but inside there may be great heartbreak and turmoil. We all know of very wealthy and successful people who are extremely miserable and depressed, and quite ordinary people who are very happy and content. Happiness is the art of taking pleasure in what we have. Unhappiness is the art of focusing on what we don't have. The Mishnah says in others, The Mishnah is telling us that wealth is not measured in dollars and cents, but rather, one who rejoices in his portion and is content with his lot, he is truly wealthy. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.